la India Grupo Nietzsche y el gran combo de Puerto Rico Takeover Radio City Musical. I interview Bobby Allende. We talk about la perfecta combinación and some audio from the Radio City Musical, the Big Salsa concert presented by Adam Torres, all that and more coming up on the Mambo in the City Salsa podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Mambo in the City Salsa podcast. My name is Adrian Montanez. And you just heard some audio from my vacation, actually, when I went to Puerto Rico, July 2021, for La Fiesta Patronales de Cataño. And the opening night was uh, Tito Nieves. And then we drove right after Tito Nieves, it's like one o'clock in the morning, we drove to La Fiesta Patronal de, de Liunque, and we saw Gran Combo. And the next day, it was La Sonora Ponceña. From there, we drove from Cataño to Barceloneta, and we saw Tito Nieves about 2 o'clock in the morning. And eso siguió. La Mulense, Don Pereñón y la Puerto Riqueña, Willy Rosario. So definitely, if you hear something happening in Puerto Rico, whether it's a Patronales or, or a hotel dance or something at Coca-Cola Music Hall, definitely do it. It's a good time. Anyway, follow me on Instagram, Adrian L. Montanez or Mambo in the City podcast. And today I'm going to review the Radio City Music Hall concert featuring La India, El Grupo Nietzsche y El Gran Combo de Puerto Rico that happened this past February. And I want to take you through my day. I'm going to check out some audio from the actual sound check. So I'm really excited about this podcast. And again, guys, like and subscribe. And thank you again uh, for supporting and downloading the Mambo in the City podcast wherever you are. So. So Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, 
I get a call from Richie Bastal, Bongocero de Gran Combo. Adrian, you coming to the rehearsal today? And I'm like, rehearsal? Como? Of course. At this point, I'm thinking Richie's traveling uh, from New Jersey, from Atlantic City, from the concert the night before with the Gran Combo. And I'm like, let's, let's do it. What time? So he's like, we start at 12 o'clock. Perfect. So, of course, hang up the phone and turn over. <laughs> Next thing you know, Andy Pozo. Bro, you coming to the sound check today? Yo, at what time? Two o'clock. Grupo Nietzsche. Bro, I couldn't get ready fast enough. I jumped in, I jumped in the shower, grabbed a banana, my camera, Uber, and before you know it, it was in front of Radio City Musical. But una happy de tremenda. So next thing, I mean, so many great memories with a Gran Combo. A lot of people ask me, how do I get this access? How, do, how did this all come about? And to be honest with you, it started because I used to go dancing everywhere. I never missed Hibelto, New York, or La Sonora, or Machito. You know, I was always at the Copa on 57th Street or Side Street or whatever. Yo no me aprendía los bailes. Even the, the bailes in Puerto Rico. So, you know, this, this is a long time coming for me. But this is a different perspective because now uh, the artists don't do clubs here in New York because it's different. So now watching, you know, a band show up at a venue, it's a totally different experience. And I'm thinking to myself, these guys just finished a big concert last night in Atlantic City. You think they will wake up about eight o'clock? The drive from Atlantic City to Manhattan is about four hours. Not only that, you gotta eat breakfast. You know, you gotta get yourself together. You know, all the stuff that they travel with. They get to the sound check at twelve o'clock. Do the sound check, and then the concert starts or the performance is at nine thirty at night. You do the math. How long? These guys have been awake, how much energy they've already put out, not to mention flying in the night before and just doing this around the world weekend after weekend. I mean, incredible. Gran Combo, incredible, you know, and they all look fresh as a daisy on top of that. So you can tell that they really love what they do. So anyway, I pick up my photo pass and I head into the bowels of Radio City Music Hall. And for those of you that don't know, the stage level is underground. That, that's how big this, this arena is. I mean, it's like sometimes I don't, I don't want to photograph Radio City sometimes because it's like a city block. You know, from, from the bottom of the, uh, where, where the stage area is to the top where the people enter through, that's, that's about an entire block right there. So just imagine as a photographer running around and then you can't really get, you can't cross the seats at Radio City Musical. You have to like, go all the way to the top to the mezzanine area and then come back around to be able to enter through a second aisle. So there, there are no spaces in between. But anyway, so now I'm stage level and I'm in awe. You know, the professionality of the guys at Radio City Music Hall, the crew putting together all the microphones and, and sound and, and the people working at the soundboard and look at them, you know, tuning up. You know, getting their instruments together, laughing, smiling, going over music, going over choreography. At the same time, musicians from La India's band, Bobby Allende shows up, um, Ray Cologne, Bongo Cero shows up, Ruben Rodriguez. So I find a seat along the uh, stage level there, pull out my iPhone, and I watch Willy Sotelo Mark, Me Liberé, and watch the Gran Combo. During the sound check at Radio City Music Hall. 
and it's something I'll never forget. So sound check is done and 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 now I get to you know greet the guys coming off the stage. Uh Cookie Santos, El Pollo, Jerry Rivas, Anthony Garcia, Joseita Hernandez. Just happy to see them. It's it's almost like family, watching family arrive from Puerto Rico. You know, at least at least for me. So I sit down with Jerry Rivas a little while and we talk about obviously the pandemic, his travels, and just what a time it is in New York City to to be have to perform and travel during these conditions, you know, we have a great conversation and he heads off and then they start to set up for La India. So Bobby Allende comes on, as mentioned, and they don't use charts anymore like they used to, like paper charts. Now they have iPads. So the dynamic of, of music and how musicians uh, communicate with each other on stage has changed so much. You know, the guy doesn't have to raise his hand to signal in ammonia. Or the end of a song, he just speaks it into the microphone. So Bobby asks if I can uh, record something for him, which was the intro for for La India. So Jason Villaramal is on piano, Bobby and Conga, Camilo Mulgan Timbal, Ruben Rodriguez on bass, Ray Colon on on bongo. And you know, for about two years, I was an intern for Mr. Martin Cohen at uh, Conga Head, and so. Recording musicians was something that I picked up there, and and you know Martin's style. He always wanted, you know, close, nice, clean shots of the musicians playing. So, recording this with Bobby was a piece of cake.
So I ended up shooting that video on my iPhone 13 Pro Max because it shoots 4K, you know, nice clean sound. And a few seconds later, I get a text from Andy that in Grupo Nietzsche is going to be pulling up in front of Radio City Music Hall. So I decided to go downstairs and, and take some video of them coming off of the bus. The first thing I noticed was they had their evening attire in hand. You know, they had their 40 anniversary uh, Grupo Nietzsche like, uh, jerseys on and just happy to be in New York City. You know, uh, very vibrant, smiles everywhere. And uh, they headed up toward the sound check. It's funny, musicians are always talking about music and they're always singing something or they're always improvisando and just going back and forth with each other, having fun and being playful. And and that's what I noticed about Grupo Nietzsche, just love of music. So as I'm watching members of Grupo Nietzsche on stage, of course, they're in awe of the Radio City Music Hall. They're taking photos uh, amongst the you know the empty seats because it's, it's such a, a vast image and it's a beautiful image if you're able to ever you know get to the stage at radio city and and take a photo from there it's just amazing and it's something very memorable so they start to sit up and you know like gran combo these guys every weekend country after country state after state concert after concert clubs just non-stop and so they go into uh the song hagamos lo que diga el corazón which is a classic and i got to watch that sound check and actually record a little bit so check this out Memories over the years at Radio City Music Hall, well, I want to say the last time I saw Paco Navarro alive, you know, was at Radio City Music Hall. And uh, being a fan of Paco over the years and watching him bring on artists at Madison Square Garden and the Copacabana on 57th Street and even listening to him on the radio. But the way Paco brought on the artist was just incredible. Such a great hype man. 
you know, that, that, that iconic and powerful voice. So I'm packing up my stuff and, and I'm getting ready to, to head out of Radio City after La Sonora Ponceña and, and the Gran Combo concert. And I see uh, Paco Navarro coming down the hallway and I get into the elevator. And I'm like, shit, if there's, there's not an opportunity to see Paco again and say hello, oh, this was it. And he gets on the elevator. And of course, I turn to him and I say, wow, it was really amazing to see you and, and, and listen to you work tonight. And, and hear your voice, and uh, I said you were the greatest to ever do it. You know, I used to, I used to say that Paco was like the, uh, like the voice of God at Yankee Stadium, Bob Shepard. You know, because he just had that, that voice that brought a crowd to his feet. So, in my opinion, there'll never be another Paco or someone to bring on an artist like that. <laughs> Saludos aquí Tony Vega invitándoles a Mambo in the City Salsa Podcast. Todo esto por Apple Podcast, okay? <laughs> so it's about 6 p.m. and I'm tired of walking around Radio City Music Hall. And I find a, a room on the fourth floor, one of the dressing rooms. And I just sit there and I start recharging my stuff and, and looking at the photos I have already taken and making room and above all, recharging everything because this concert is starting about 7 o'clock. And uh, Andy Pozo comes in. I want to say I met Andy's father first, the late, great Abelino Pozo. When I was 20, I wanted to be a timbalero. And Celso Clemente granted me an opportunity to get on the bus and, and, and see what it was like firsthand to travel with a, with a band, uh, you know, during the height of their career, which was Tito Rojas, you know. And I remember seeing Andy's father working with Tito and, and always being close to him and on the bus, you know, making sure everything was smooth. You know, I had, I had never known that he, you know, managed Labo and, and uh, Tommy Levencia and Frankie Ruiz and, and all these bands from back in the day. You know, the guy was a legend right there, but he was so quiet. You know, you just thought he was just hanging out. But uh, this was just me learning in the beginning. And so Andy... You know, he's a chip off the old block, very, very knowledgeable about music. You know, he takes pride in, in keeping the father's business going. Again, very, very knowledgeable about music. And uh, I recommend, you know, Andy's services to anybody because it's always, it's always smooth because he knows what he's doing. So Andy walks in and, and he sits down and he's like, bro, you got, a, you got a room here? And I'm like, yeah, bro, you see this shit? I just, you know, <laughs> me wanted to have shit. I just found a room. And so uh, about a few minutes later, Bobby Ende walks in. And musician stories are always the best because they're so vast. And there's so many. You know, there's airport stories. There's artist stories. There's travel stories. There's, you know, how you, how you got started in the business. There's, you know, working with other artists. And so Bobby sits down and we're talking. And all of a sudden, Bobby goes into a story about some, some great stories. You know, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, bro, if you don't get this right now, even if it's a little bit, you're going to regret it. So I stopped Bobby and I'm like, Bobby, I'm going to start recording, bro. I have to I have to get this from my people on the Mambo in the City Salsa podcast because, you know, and this is a very short, very short interview with Bobby. But he goes into some details about La Perfecta Combinación and, and his years with Mark. And uh, I would say it's less than 
than 10 minutes. So here's a clip from uh, my dressing room. Bullshit, I ain't got no dressing room. And Bobby Allende and uh, hanging out with Andy Pozo here just talking about music. I'm here at Radio City Music Hall with the legendary Bobby Allende and longtime artist manager Andy Pozo. So Bobby, when you were a kid backstage at a concert, who were the ones that you remember seeing? What musicians, you know? Oh my God. Talking about backstage with Tito Puente, Celia Cruz, you know, Jose Madera, Johnny Rodriguez, Johnny Pacheco, Eddie Montalvo, you know, Ruben Blades. Seeing those cats like that, it's like, you know, even backstage or, or in, in a club at the Corso, where you've seen all those, those icons, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, this school of hard knocks, that's what that was, you know, and that's the best school. You can't, you can't buy, you can't buy that type of education. Let's talk, let's talk a little, uh, I'm going to take advantage of you, but let's talk a little Perfecta Combinación. When you travel with uh, Mark Anthony, Tito Puente, Celia Cruz, Tony Vega, uh, Oscar De Leon. Um, you were there with Mark Quinones, also Lucito Quintero. Mm -hmm. right? on, 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 uh, he played, well, you guys interchanged between. Yes, that was a great part of having uh, three guys. I guess that was Sergio's vision also, have three guys that will have the ability to change instruments at, at any given moment. Gives them, give, gave them a little more flexibility. And so that, that concert only happened, because I only saw a, a video of like Miami. Right. But how many how many countries did that concert actually happen? And did you we guys went to that? a few. We went to, I think, from the top of my head, we went to Colombia, Uruguay, Argentina. Went to Puerto Rico. Um, where else did we go? And we went to some other places. And it was, uh, it, was a, it was a treat. It was a treat within itself, you know. Our, our first big one was, uh, after Miami, it was Colombia. It was like, I was telling Grupo Nietzsche now that there was like 99,000 people just waiting around over four or five hours in a crowd for us to go on. And I remember it clearly because it was one of the, we would, we would act like kids after the, after the concerts and stuff, you know, or the hotel throwing people in the pool, fully closed. And I remember clearly that after the first concert with Combinación Perfecta in Cali, Ralph had a silk suit on, a light blue silk, so I remember. And we were having balloon, water balloon fights what? after the, the concert. <laughs> I don't know where the hell we got the water balloons from. Ralph walked, yeah, 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 don't get me wet with that, that the water balloon fight, whatever. And everybody looked at each other, and then we bombed him with fucking water balloons. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was, it was epic, man. That man was... Uh, He's quite, quite special. How, how many albums, I know jumping around, but you know, this is a very improv. How many albums would you say you recorded with Tito Nieves? With Tito, I think, I think between five, maybe four or five. Four or five. Maybe, something like that, yeah. You did one of the first concerts at Madison Square Garden with Mark Anthony, right? That was, that was another. The HBO. Uh, that was another thing. Ralph McCardo came wow. to me. He's like, hey, he was always a kid. Hey, kid. We're gonna give you guys a shot. We're gonna have you open up for Fania at uh, for the King and, and Fania at Madison. Like, all right, cool. It was, but you guys gotta wear a fucking uniform because we were always the the rebels and the clubs. We would go with jeans, t-shirts, hats, and the club owners used to hate hate us, hate us. So, all right, Rob, no problem, man. You know, give me a thousand dollars, I go get some uniforms for the band and whatever. You go, okay, no problem. But you know, before that, Mark Mark is like. Bro, what are we gonna do for Madison? And David Maldonado can attest to this. Um, 
It's a month away. I got it. We're going to do, we're going to have the lights go all out dark in Madison. 20,000 people going to go dark. And then we're going to just start a rumble. The low noise, big rumble noise. And um, you're going to start singing Aguanile from off stage. From off stage. So when you come on, you're already singing. And, and Conga said, you're really, bro, you did that? Trust me, it's going to work. And to this day, that that historic day, he that's when I think, honestly, he grabbed it, the people. That was it. That was a... Uh, because if, if you're going to do something that Hector Lavoe did it, you got to do it equally or better. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Mark did it. I mean, the, the writing is in, in history, you know. So the next step was we get to, to the garden and Ralph Mercado comes and goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I said, bro, you said uniforms. What I did was I took the money and I went and bought baseball jerseys with matching baseball caps. <laughs> So everybody had a different team on with a different hat to match the the jersey, you know. But it was at the garden. At the garden. Wow, you guys ripped, bro. And Uh and it was it was, uh, you know, like I said, he he was uh, the creator of what we still trying to do today. You know, you got to give. If not all, the majority of the credit to that man. Yes, sir. You know, sure. and uh, for him, I, I deeply indebted for life with that. You know, what was uh, let's say your favorite club uh, to to work the in the Corso. The wow. Corso, the Corso. You seen the who's of who's when you had. How old were you when you were in the Corso? I started in the Corso when I was seven. Wow, and uh, but you would see the who's of. Who was who there in true raw talent? And the great thing about those days was that you didn't have Bobby Allende play with Serong and then he's going to play with Plastico Arts. Every band had their own members. Every band, every band had their own sound and their own identity. So it wasn't that one guy was playing with three. No. Either you're playing with me or you're not playing with me. <laughs> you know, you're play with me today and tomorrow, you know, no. You're either like with this band or you're not with this band. You know, yeah, see, yeah, in that, you know, and you would have battle of the bands where you had Fascination, and then you had Classical with Chilo Nieves, then you had Willie Rosario coming with He Bent on Tony Vega, then you had Hector Lavoe, you had Perico with Luis Peri- with, with Rafael de Jesus. You know, so if you didn't pass through the Coso, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't gonna happen. Nah, but that was, I would stand in front of the stage to watch Eddie Montalvo because he's. He always hates when I say he was your he was your your you know but mm-hmm. him playing with Hector Lavoe you know it's like crazy 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 you know when you sit back and you think about it you know that I never thought I would be intimate friends with such idols like Montago Ruben Blades mm. you know and all the the uh, artists I've been blessed to to share stage with or recording you know. I always say it's unfortunate we don't have album covers anymore because I never knew that uh, Rafa Rosari recorded Sonambolo and and yeah, Lady La Rumba exactly. and those albums. Who knew, yeah, man? I mean, such flavor in those albums. Oh yeah, so, there's another guy, man. When I <laughs> when I got my gig with Ruben Blades, I would I was working in the mailroom in Wall Street. Wow! And I was playing Fascination at the Cope on 61st Street on a Tuesday. Hmm. And the guys come up, hey, Ralph Rosario is looking for you. We didn't have that interaction. You know, I was still young and 
Same for me, when, you know, comes upstairs, I go upstairs, hey, Ralph, what's up? Hey, bro, we have a situation. Like, what's the problem, bro? We gotta go to Paris and Switzerland this weekend with Ruben and your name came up. We need a Puma player because Eddie's now a man, whatever, you know. Like, dude, I work a daytime job. I don't have a passport. Today's Tuesday and talking about leaving Friday. He goes, don't worry about it. <clears throat> go to Dave Ballard's office. <clears throat> They'll give you a ticket. You go to the passport agency. You get your passport in one day and you, you better go Friday, whatever. If it, you say it works that easy, whatever, you know. Back then, that's the way it was. And uh, I went to work the following morning, Wednesday morning. I was like, hey, Robert, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Listen, I'm, yeah, I quit. And I left. Wow. <laughs> and I left. And I thank God that I, I haven't had to look back since then. You know, and, but it was then. And then I played, you know, Paris and Switzerland. I didn't know all the material, but, you know. So in the following week, I think they had a show at that garden. And they didn't call me. I'm not going to call. Uh oh. It's live, people. This is not, uh, you know. <laughs> All right, so. And then, you know, where, where were we? Uh, oh, and I played that weekend. Then following, they had a show at the garden, but they didn't call me back. Mm. So I said, damn, I must have fucked that up, man. The trip up, they didn't like whatever. They used Papo Pepin in the garden. Wow. Okay, I was like, you know, you try to get knocked depressed. You, you know. It's like, damn, I must have really messed that one up, man. Whatever. And then the following week, I got a call. Listen, we got a. Uh, two weeks in Puerto Rico and Bella Salte. Who wants to know if you want to join the band? Like, hell yeah. You know what happened? What year is this? I think it was maybe like 87, 88, something like that. Wow. Yeah. So we're here at Radio City Music Hall. Tonight, Bobby is musical director for La India. Yeah. And I, I was watching Bobby with, you know, a lot of younger musicians. So... Just let us know, you know, uh, your memories of, of playing with India and also the young musicians. Well, that's going to be a part two because now... Oh, shit, you got to go. <laughs> so stay tuned. Great. Bobby Allende. Thank you, brother. I'll be back. See how fast, bro? One minute he's there telling the stories, one minute he's gone, and, and there goes the, the opportunity. But I want to thank Bobby Allende and, and Andy Pozo for hanging out uh, for, that, uh, for that quick improv interview uh, from my... Dressing room. Bullshit, I don't have a dressing room. Uh, at Radio City Music Hall. And then from there, you know, I followed Andy downstairs to get Grupo Nietzsche ready for, because um, well, they were coming on first. So I went and I took a, a peek and went into the main hall at Radio City Music Hall. And of course, New York City showed up, bro. And, you know, it was, it was go time. And the feeling was starting to, and you could feel it in the air, as they would say. You know, the rumblings, everybody excited, um, ushers taking people to their seats. And when I talk about Casa Llena, oof, que clase pique. Not one seat available, bro. So now I have to decide how I'm going to shoot this concert. Do I want to catch Nietzsche coming off the stage? Do I want to do it from, you know, from the seating area? Which I don't have a seat, so I have to be running around this place trying to set myself up to... Um, to get, you know, to get the best shots. Uh, the MCs for the night were George Nenadich from Series XM Radio and Hanedo Matos from 97.9. So I decided to head backstage and see if I could get a couple more shots um, before, you know, the concert starts. And I meet up with uh, a fellow photographer that I met at the Barclay Center many years ago, uh, Dennis Manuel. 
and Dennis photographs Grupo Nietzsche. And right after I group up the lead singers from Grupo Nietzsche, and they put together this quick message. And one thing I'll say about Grupo Nietzsche, you know, between the four of them, it was like a countdown, and then they went into a, like, the message. Just absolute pros. One take, and done. That's <laughs> like... You know, you couldn't ask for anything else as a as a photographer, as a content creator. Just like boom, I get that. So, Grupo Nietzsche gets ready to head on stage, and uh, I ran downstairs to the front because I wanted to check out the the intro for Grupo Nietzsche. And uh, and as I as I ran down, of course, I have entire New York City just you know getting set for this concert. So I had to find a spot really quick. Makes you want to buy a ticket to the next concert, huh, bro? It's coming. Trust me. Grupo Nietzsche has a tour from here, I think, the, the rest of this year. So if you're able to catch Grupo Nietzsche live, uh, definitely do it. The video package that plays while they're performing is super colorful. Uh, great photos of them performing. Uh, you know, just, just something that you, that you will really enjoy um, during their, their presentation. Shout out to uh, Grupo Nietzsche. They did about... 40 minutes or something like that during the concert and yeah they didn't let they didn't let down their fans so uh i would have missed grupo nietzsche this year and so the musicians from grupo nietzsche made their way off the stage and uh bobby allende and and, and the guys that were going to work with la india made their way on stage and so the stage lights dimmed and when i look to my left i see la princesa de la salsa with a small group uh of four walking uh, ready to make their way and get into position. And so I believe it was her publicist and a photographer and a few other people. And and just get ready to be welcomed by an awaiting New York City crowd. So La Princesa de la Salsa La India is announced. She makes her way to the stage. Uh, the crowd, of course, reacts to her right away. Uh, she had a beautiful, beautiful dress on. The stage looked great. Uh, the display behind her showed images of her, uh, very young with Celia Cruz and Tito Puente and, and her RMM days, which were amazing, amazing times. And as a fan, because I am a fan, before she got on the stage, I'm, I'm watching her and I'm just thinking, trying to take in the moment. You know how many countless states and countries in Latin America 
how many concerts has she done, you know, and stood on top. And that's not easy in this in this game. And George Nunajic said it in the intro. You, you, your fans let you know that you're still, you know, doing really, really well. And so uh, she's up there and she's she, she did her decent Kesoy and and all those numbers that 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 fans love. So it was uh, her performance was dope, and I wouldn't miss India either. So check her out um, on, on Instagram. It's Yo Soy La India. And I believe on Facebook it's La India. things i try to do throughout the night is find a seat because <laughs> photographers don't really have seats you know you're running around and, and i already commented radio city musical is is huge i'm um, looking through the crowd and trying to find the best seat i can and i happen to see one right in the middle bro and that was like this is me <laughs> so llegó el gran combo de puerto rico and of course classic after classic they opened up with uh, me libere and then went down the river to Brujeria and Menu. All those classics from the Gran Combo. Arroz con Abitrella. You know, one, one, one classic after another. And again, uh, this year the Gran Combo celebrates their 60th anniversary. And they have a, a massive, massive tour plan. So if you can, do not miss El Gran Combo. As said about all the artists. Because they're amazing. And... It's just a really, really good time. I believe Gran Combo has a bunch of artists and special guests joining them throughout the the tour. Uh, I'm really excited for the one in Puerto Rico, to be honest with you, because you never know who's going to show up in Puerto Rico. So, El Gran Combo comes on, and and uh, and New York City just lost it. It's nothing like a, a concert in New York City, and I'm glad to see some sort of normalcy back in New York after so long. And so... This was the Mambo in the City Salsa podcast, La India, Grupo Nietzsche, and Gran Combo review from Radio City Musical. We hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, please download the podcast that we have. We have currently David Cuba Rosado, uh, Tito Puente Jr., Tito Rodriguez. We have uh, Cita Rodriguez as well. That and much more. Please visit MamboInTheCity.com. Uh, like, subscribe, and comment. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Peace, 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 peace,